0: I'm a little, I should, I should be on more cold meds right now.
1: I don't
0: get it.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to I Don't Get It back. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Paul,
0: and I'm Fonda,
1: and we are uh, hosting a podcast about contemporary dance in Edmonton.
0: At least that's what we're trying to do today. We'll right. see how far right. we get. We're <laughs> also having
1: coffee and tea, respectively, because one of us is sick.
0: Yes, um, probably you can probably hear it. I'm sorry if I cough or sniffle too yeah. much. Uh, I
1: will try and keep it to a minimum. <laughs> great. I hope so, because I agreed to get into a blanket fort yeah. with you to record this podcast. We
0: should have podcast. actually put a partition in the blanket fort this yeah, time.
1: No quarantine here. Well, oh dear. I'm gonna be sick. Um. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Fonda?
0: Oh, last week we saw this show called Bears yes, um, by Pyretic Productions or mm-hmm. Pyretic Productions. Yeah, I think Pyretic. Pyretic,
1: um, okay. Who's sort of the, I guess, the the company sort of surrounding a playwright named uh, Matthew McKenzie, who's done... Uh, uh, he did a show called Sia last year here mm-hmm. uh, that was produced here. He's done a couple of Fringe shows. Uh, his work, sorry, has been has been produ- produced as Fringe shows.
0: Yeah, and the the show was uh, produced in association with Alberta Aboriginal Arts and the Rubaboo Festival yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, tell us about Bears, Paul. What's the what's the kind of premise? We're going
1: Bears on? follows Floyd, um, who is a a rig pig um, working out of the oil patch. Um, as he's on the lam, he's on the run for. Uh, Potentially causing a workplace accident, um, and he's sort of making his way through the woods just to get get the f out of Dodge. Um, and it's sort of uh, he's tracing the the uh, the pathway of the the uh, the Gateway Pipeline, mm-hmm. um, the proposed Gateway Pipeline. Um, and as he's going, um, uh, it's all sort of told in a monologue in, in third person um but he's surrounded by uh on stage by uh, a flock of dancers i guess for lack of yeah, a better term
0: yeah they're 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 referred to as the chorus and they they chime in vocally sometimes mm-hmm. but largely their role is to sort of um choreographically create the rest of the scenery around him and then and the wildlife and the nature
1: yeah they illustrate sort of the world um, as he's exploring it as he's going through it Um, as he's sort of uh, the text sort of implies as it's going uh, metaphorically or not he's sort of returning to nature and sort of becoming more bear like hence the name Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and we don't usually cover shows quite like this this
1: is a theater show Mm -hmm. in how it's been pitched and I guess more or less how it is but uh, the movement element of it was so strong that after we both saw it we thought it was a, a merited discussion on yeah. this podcast.
0: It's, and it was it was really neat to see. I'm glad that a show like this actually exists because mm-hmm. it does introduce that element of dance to a theater going audience that maybe, you know, it was quite accessible, the, mm-hmm. the dancing in it. It was um, narrative in a way but not pantomime like yeah, the it, classical ballet it was, uh, was. It was illustrative.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, choreographed by Ainsley Hilliard of the Good Women Dance. Yep. Um and sort of the and it was sort of a, a nice mix of dancers from from that company and sort of and other other uh, dancers from the community as well
0: yeah yeah there was um so Alita Nyquist Schultz from the good women um but also Krista Posniak and Anastasia Maywood who we've been seeing around a little bit more lately mm-hmm. um as well as uh Kate Stashko also from the good women and Amy Rushton who I have not seen before and she was quite lovely
1: right so. uh, as was Sheldon as a as a mover uh he's mm-hmm. typically a stage actor um and uh, and not that that thing is somehow counterintuitive to to also being a mover mm-hmm. um but uh uh, but his he was sort of just as physically um, uh, active during the show as as some of the some of the dance as well.
0: Yeah, um, Sheldon, who played Floyd, is uh, he's 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 a bigger guy. When well, the show is called Bears, and immediately I thought, wow, Sheldon Bear, right? Yeah. Yep. So Floyd, the the thing about Bears is that um, the character of Floyd is actually in love with bears. Like he wants to go and find grizzly bears because he really likes them, and he ends up sort of throughout the course of the show morphing into an actual bear.
1: Right, right, yeah. Um, Yeah, again, that's sort of what's implied by the text anyways. It's sort Mm -hmm. of uh, a very... uh metaphorical perhaps yeah. um it's never made clear which i think is a, a great thing that sort of you're not sure if he's actually becoming a bear it's just sort of like his mindset is is getting more Oh, i more don't know I, to-
0: I totally went there i totally thought he became a bear. sure why not
1: <laughs> okay great um yeah so so let's talk about the movement we talked about uh-huh. it being uh illustrative and and that but but what did we actually see what did and what did we think about what we saw
0: well the range of movement was uh really interesting um there was There were so many different styles, I think, that were kind of had their own parts of the show. Like there was the one part uh, where they were, um, the chorus of dancers were trying to illustrate bumblebees. And they were all kind of like twerking and doing like weird shimmies and things, uh, which was really funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's the other, there was another part. uh, I think my, one of the parts I liked most uh, movement wise in the show was when, Floyd is sort of covered by an avalanche, and he describes how he hears chickadees uh, outside of the snow. and that's what helps him kind of lead his way out mm-hmm. of the snow. And so the dancers around him are sort of acting like acting like chickadees over top of all this snow, um, which was kind of like cute and and nice. And then there the actual movement that Sheldon was doing, trying to break out of this invisible avalanche, was, was really great. There was so much tension and, and actual emotion there uh, that, yeah, he he illustrated it very well with no no need for actually seeing any physical snow on him.
1: <laughs> right, right, yeah. I think um, in terms of sort of pieces that we've seen that combine dance and theater, this was maybe one of the most effective, I think, uses mm. of both in sort of marrying those two together. We got a lot of uh, movement that wasn't, as we were saying, pantomime Uh, But we also got um, a lot of that sort of theatrical emotion and and sort of very narrative emotion that that is sort of the the chase of theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they sort of uh, offered a lot together in this uh, in the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then so because there were so many different uh, pieces of nature and things like there was one where there was one bit where they actually uh, created. Um, Mount Edith Cavell or the glacier on mm-hmm. Edith Cavell just in like a tableau of bodies which yeah. was kind of neat um, and another part another really great movement part was the salmon jumping out of the river oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's
1: a point when again Floyd potentially being very bear-like potentially literally being very bear-like is, is pulling salmon out and uh, yeah just this sort of like uh, the the music was sort of this... Um, this A lot of it throughout the the show was... The, oh, it was, uh, let's talk about the music. I'm going to tangent from okay, that yeah, without yeah. finishing that train of thought. Um, there were sort of two sides to the music. There was... Um, uh, sort of this electro, uh, these electronic sort of compositions. Done by were... Dean
0: Musani, mm-hmm. um also known as DJ Fat Cat, and he he did um, yeah he did sort of like the electronic sound design. And then there was also sort of a musical. Like, right, right.
1: There was a uh, sort of another character was the ghost of this this power this park ranger as Floyd is sort of heading on his path, which was uh, played by Bryce Kulak, mm-hmm. Um who was sort of playing piano and singing songs that were sort of like peppy like national sort of uh uh songs. peppy
0: and jaunty and very musical like um bryce is uh bryce kulak is a really um neat guy who's actually from edmonton mm-hmm. who's moved to toronto now but he came back for this show and he um edmontonians may know his music from the trevor anderson play yeah or the short film uh, the man
1: the man that got away yeah um yeah yeah uh But, uh, yeah, and it was really interesting um, because he was sort of on stage and would sort of wander around as well. A lot of the elements of Bears, the music, the dancing, uh, Floyd's monologues, the setting, um, sort of just existed around each other. And I'm not sure um, they meshed per se, but I think they all complemented each other really uh, in a really lovely way. It sort of gave the show um, a very unpredictable party vibe that Mm -hmm. sort of you might be watching a lot of really – Uh, entrancing movement. You might be hearing uh, a monologue. You might be hearing this sort of peppy song. Like it sort of had a sense that anything could happen at any time, which is really cool for indie theater, which often sort of uh, can be defined by the limitations and how we work around those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in this case, I think it was all uh, it was all benefit. It was all boon.
0: Yeah, yeah. It really clipped along well. And I think that um, we're starting to see Maybe more and more of this. I think now I remember Sheldon was in a show last year, a couple of years ago, again, Horses. called Horses. Horses. Oh, Horses.
1: Horses spelt wrong uh, intentionally. Horosis sounds was, like
0: some kind of condition that yeah. I could possibly have right now. Right. Let me tell you, it was
1: great to put in print as well to be like, no, it's correct. No. Um no. Yeah, but that was sort of a movement-based, sort of uh, another sort of heightened text script that was sort of like um, looking at this relationship between these two characters um all sort of uh based around this this sort of uh steel mesh horse which was actually on stage and a lot of the movement happened around or including
0: Mm -hmm, yeah so it's neat that we're seeing kind of more productions like this that use movement in in a narrative way but that's still kind of abstract and interesting to watch and it's not as yeah like the like the you know like crazy classical stuff that
1: (laughs) sure yeah yeah and i think i think um uh you that can be traced back to festivals like next fest um Mm -hmm. just because it gets artists from different disciplines meeting and talking and hanging out uh which eventually often leads to collaborations such as these i'm not saying bears in particular came from that sort of thing but i think it creates that sort of climate at edmonton where artists aren't afraid of of Uh, working with people who don't uh, sort of exist in their same artistic bubbles.
0: Yeah, yeah, collaborating in in interesting ways. And while speaking of all of this, what's happening in Edmonton um, and the way that things are going, the Expanse Movement Festival uh, has released their
1: their lineup. Right. Uh, the Expanse Festival happens in, in March. It's sort of our premier movement fest. The, yeah. the, the catchphrase is usually be moved.
0: Yeah. And um, the, one of the interesting collaborations that's happening in there, um, is kind of, I think it's a progression of something we saw the beginning of last yeah. year at, at Expanse. It's Nancy McAleer's piece called The Contract. Right. Um, which features, um, Richard Lee, Ainsley Hilliard, and Vincent Forcier, um, who are all great movers.
1: Right, and it's uh, it's a, an interpretation of a book called Blue Eyes, Black Hair, sort of about um, about a sort of strange, uh, I guess, perhaps, uh, romantic triangle, but a really sort of um, esoteric look at that, and presumably to be interpreted through dance and movement in this particular case.
0: Yeah, I think all sorts of things. It says physical theater told through text, poetry, and dance.
1: So, Boom, I mean, and dance.
0: All sorts of things, and I feel like there's a Film project in there as well. I don't know. Maybe the Indiegogo campaign, something like that.
1: Great. So, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> so, what else stands out about the uh, Expanse lineup to you, Fonda? What are some things that, that you saw when it was announced that you went like hell yeah?
0: Oh yeah. Um. So Freya Bjork Olafsen is coming back. She was in Edmonton a couple of years ago at Latitude Fifty Three with Margaret Dragu. um, mm-hmm. and they did a piece there. Um. But she Freya Bjork Olafsen is coming back with a piece called Hyper, uh, which is um sort of An intersection of performance and visual and digital arts and she's she's a pretty cool performance artist I quite like her
1: great yeah Um, also uh, on the docket is Native Girl Syndrome which is a show we saw last year Um, they got a one night only performance in Edmonton as part of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission Um, so I don't think a lot of people particularly in the dance community actually saw it
0: yeah it was just Um, a one night only thing I remember we heard about it even quite late in the game and so it was lucky that we saw it and it's great that it's coming back Um, it's kind of one of the feature showcases or feature artists um, at expanse. So we'll get a few runs there. Right, which you is... loved it. I did. I, and I, and I still talk about it and I know that actually there were a lot of people who didn't like it. So cool. I am very interested to see what the, what the reaction to, to the piece is. And, uh, yeah, you can actually come and talk to us at expanse, oh, yeah. uh, and give us your reactions Just to like, all the things yeah. that you see.
1: Just like last year, we'll be set up in some kind of tent, um, in the expanse, uh, in the arts barns, uh, where excuse me, uh, where Expanse is held, um, we will be around. We will be covering it all. We'll put out like a million podcasts that week. As yeah. We are want to <laughs> it's
0: going to be crazy no again. Um, also, as part of Expanse is kind of a new thing called East Meets West, where um, performers from uh, the opposite ends of the country are going to be uh, on the same, on the same- Bill. Bill. Yes. Thank you. Bill. <laughs> so um, Kate Stashko is bringing her, um, uh, culmination of the Matryoshka series, uh, which she was been she's been working on that for a couple of years, I think, as part of. Um Uh, Mile Zero's uh, Artist in Residence um, and a couple of other things Uh, so I'm excited to see that as well because I like Matryoshka's and Kate Stashko is also pretty cool. On the other side of that bill is Parts and Labour Dance um, from Quebec or somewhere in Montreal probably. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're presenting a piece called La Chute which begs the question when we begin to strip away the layers what do we become?
1: Does anything really beg the question? It's a logical fallacy. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Oh, dear. Um, let's move on.
0: Okay. So, also, um, there's an Alberta Grown Showcase, um, which is going to feature Krista Posniak, Rebecca Sodden, Tony Tran, and Naomi Brand. And then they'll have, like, a bunch of lobbyists who are um, interesting performance artists uh, right. doing y- things in the lobby.
1: In, yeah, doing things in the lobby, not uh, vying for various causes. Uh, oh, yeah. Lobbying no. the government. Just just to clarify. They just call
0: them the lobbyists because they perform in the lobby. Great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but but I've found that's been some of the most interesting, um, curious Work, uh, that we've seen in Expanse not to say the, the stage shows aren't aren't the same but it's just sort of like something happening in a lobby outside of the usual um, boundaries of art which is a theater or mm-hmm. performance art um, sometimes those can be really uh, exciting uh, just to be around and watching you know your Getting a, a beer, and then you see uh, something crazy happening beside you.
0: Yeah, and it can be really um, transitory. Like you can come in at any time or leave at any time, and they do. They tend to do that as well. Right. So, yeah. Um, so that's Expanse, which happens March eleventh to fifteenth uh, at the Transalta, or Ar- um, oh no, it's the ATB Arts. Yeah, Barnes, ATB
1: no. Financial Arts <sighs> Barnes. sponsorship Sorry. change.
0: Sorry, the sponsors don't pay me, so. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> if only they did. If um,
1: anyone wants to sponsor? I don't get it. The podcast. We will take money and say your name on the air.
0: Yeah, email us.
1: <laughs> email us money. Um, great. Uh, what else we got going on?
0: Okay, so coming up is this crazy weekend in dance that we were talking about on the last episode, where I got a little bit uh, aggravated that so many things were happening at the same time. But they're all really cool things. So Mile Zero Dance is presenting their salon uh, called Without Borders, which is on March, or I'm sorry, February 20th and 21st at DC3 Art Project.
1: Great. Yeah. That's just by Grand McEwen downtown. Mm -hmm. Great. What else do we have going on Fonda?
0: (laughs) Uh, there's Company Marie Chouinard is uh, visiting Edmonton for the first time in quite some time. Uh, they've only ever been here once before, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're presenting two pieces called, um, Gymnopedies, which is, uh, based on, uh, the really, like, mellow piano score by Eric Satie of the okay. same name. And, uh, the second piece is called Henry Michaud Movements, which is also based on a book by Henry Michaud called Movements.
1: Great. Um, you you uh, did an interview for View about uh, about that company and that show.
0: Yeah, uh, Marie Chouinard, uh is one of Canada's uh, most well known um, contemporary dance artists. She had a, quite a sensational period okay. early on in in the late 70s and early 80s and y- you can read all about it in view Great. we'll probably talk more about her because I'm definitely gonna go see that show um and then I have to choose between Miles zero and the other thing that's happening which is Alberta Ballet's
1: fumbling towards ecstasy yes the uh the Sarah McLachlan uh pop ballet portrait ballet maybe that mm-hmm. uses sort of the music of Sarah McLachlan uh to to sort of string together uh, a balletic narrative I guess
0: yes Yeah, yeah. In the arms of the angel. You can go to that
1: one. (laughs) (laughs) Will I ever. Um, great. Uh, cool. I think that's everything.
0: I think that's everything. Yeah, you guys, this is our 31st episode. We didn't actually mention that we had hit 30 episodes We did at it. some point last time or the time before, maybe. Andrew's not nodding, so I don't know which one it was which. Oh, he's nodding now. <laughs> we got this, guys. We yeah. got this. So, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening. And, you know, you can still follow us on iTunes and tweet at us and all those happy things. If there's anything you want us to actually talk about at Expanse, maybe let us know and cool. we can try and fit that all in.
1: Great. Well, goodbye. Thanks, everyone.
0: I Don't Get It is a podcast produced oh, by Paul Linoff, Fonda Mythrush, oh, oh. and Andrew Paul.
1: It was recorded in a blanket fort in the Tall House on Alberta Avenue in Edmonton, Alberta.
0: Our website is idontgetitdance.com. You can follow us on Twitter at idontgetitdance, and you can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.
1: Our theme song is Mountain Time by Ghibli. Follow his music and check him out at ghibli.bandcamp.com.